Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little... odd. This is the... Lockdown Part Two. <laughs> yeah, the sequel, the less um, dramatic sequel. It feels like no one's really, uh, <laughs> no one really seems to be that bothered. Um, it's like Jaws Two. Yeah, uh, the the, Reve- the revenge. Is it called the revenge? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so yeah, uh, today's episode um, is on gaming, and we're going to be talking about the 1993 LucasArts adventure classic, Day of the Tentacle. Dan, Day of the Tentacle. I want to say that you were the one who introduced me to this game way back in the day. Really? I think so. It's so long ago, I really can't remember. I've got a copy of it here still, mm. CD-ROM. Mm. I don't remember buying it. I can't remember where it came from. <laughs> so, Well, I think I, I borrowed it off you or something at some point. Oh, really? Um, or we did it together. Or we tried to, at least. This is back in the days. 
So, I mean, this is a part of a problem of um, some of these point-and-click adventure games is that you really did have to figure it out yourself. You couldn't really go online and find out some of the solutions for these puzzles. Day of the Tentacle isn't so bad compared to like a lot of the other point-and-click adventure games where it's just like, how the fuck am I supposed to have figured this out? It makes zero sense. Um, and uh, But yeah, there's still an element of that with some of these puzzles, I think, um, which we'll kind of dip into, dip our toes into a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I have very fond memories of it myself. And I played it again recently, I want to say this time last year, if not earlier, on my um, PS Vita on the way to you from work. lucky devil. Mm. I played the uh, re... Well, I think it's remastered. Um, yeah, well, it's remastered. But uh, yeah, um, and it was really cool to play it that way. And one of the cool things that you can do on the remastered is that you can press a button and it will switch to the classic mode in game. Oh! Mm. So if you're wondering what it looks like, I mean, you could play the whole thing like that if you wanted to, but if you want to, if you're wondering how it looks, um, you know, whatever you're doing at that point in time, you want to know how it looks in the original version, you press a button and it goes back to the original version. Oh, that is good. Mm. I like that. So is it completely exactly the same, except they've just spruced up the graphics? Yeah, spruced everything up, cleaned up the audio, whatever, X, Y, Z, and just done done as much as they can. Um, okay, that sounds pretty good actually. Because I was thinking, oh, I see there's a new version. They have tweaks it, fannied around with no, it. No, no, exactly the same. It's just it's Great. obviously more up to date. It's not pixelated or anything. Um, so yeah, uh, just a little bit about the game itself. It was released in 1993 as a sequel to Maniac Mansion. Have you played Maniac Mansion? Um, only within the game itself. Yeah. So that's a little Easter egg is that you can actually play the entirety of the original Maniac Mansion game within Day of the Tentacle, which is pretty cool um, when you think about it. So especially, cool. Especially back then. Um, and yeah, in a nutshell, it basically, um, the game follows uh, Bernard, who's like a, literally a geek from like Revenge of the Nerds or whatever. Um, Hoagie, who's like some chubby California metalhead or something. Um, and Laverne, who's this skinny, like big jumper, wacky, like crazy eyed girl. Um, and they basically try to stop a tentacle invasion by traveling through time. Um, and that's in a nutshell, really what, what it's about. Um, it's uh, quite special in terms of, uh, it, you know, LucasArts and um, there's a few firsts um, with Day of the Tentacle, which I think are quite uh, prominent um which which i'll come on to in a bit it was uh, directed by tim schaefer um who does double fine and is a relatively well respected member of um the gaming world uh and david grossman and ron gilbert had a hand di- um sorry had a hand in the writing of it as well um and then it was, yeah, remastered by Double Fine, which is Tim Schafer's company, in 2016. And yeah, it really is a great, great remake. Um, it, as I said before, it's a point-and-click adventure game um, using the Scum engine, as it was called. I can't remember. I haven't got here what it stands <laughs> for. But um, yeah, essentially you look at or pick up or use or whatever. You click your action that you want to do, and then you click on the screen of uh, what, what you want to interact with. 
um, which is basically the the game. Um, animation wise, uh, this was supposed to be a bit more cartoony. They took a lot of inspiration from the likes of like Chuck Jones, who apparently visited um, the company during its development, which is quite interesting. Um, he, I think he just said like, oh, nice, or something like that, and then like left. <laughs> I think it was uh, the, uh, the big um, like epiphany or something, I don't know, <laughs> that they thought it would be. Um, and yeah, it takes a lot of inspiration uh, from like 50s sci-fi, um, I would say, and uh, yeah. a bit of like what had come from like 80s, um, I don't know, like 80s shitty sci-fi as well and horror and like, uh, you know, teen movies, like you've got the geek, as I said, like Revenge of the Nerds and um, like a bit of Breakfast Club, you know, they're like a bunch of misfits or something. Um, there's an element of that in there. Uh, and yeah, like daytime cartoon shows, it's, the jokes are quite, can be quite tongue in cheek and cheesy and corny, but they do still kind of work. They're a bit surreal, um, a bit silly, uh, which kind of fits into that whole Tim Schafer um, sensibility, I guess. Um, yeah. What do you think before I kind of keep going? What do you think about how it looks, the visual style and all this stuff or any, anything you can recognize from being inspired? I just think all of it's amazing. All of that stuff that you've mentioned, um, just like the perfect brew for a uh, young adolescent at that point. Yeah. You know, everything's bright and colourful. Like the sprites are really fun to like, you know, control, move them around. That uh, level of interactivity and just like the level of thought and care that's gone into all those environments. Yeah. you know, all the secondary characters you can interact with um, and all the little jokes. I think, I think they're great. And like, I haven't, I haven't played it, um, but in preparing for this, I watched the like four minute intro mm-hmm. and then I watched a little bit of gameplay as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was really, really good. It had me laughing. Yeah. Even though, you know, they like say it's pretty silly and a lot of it's kind of childish. Um, there are some like more adult, uh, themes, I suppose. Um, like, there's one character who is a um, oh, there's like there's like a convention, I think, mm-hmm. of these guys who like sell novelty goods. That's right. Yep. Uh, and one of them's like suicidal in his hotel room. <laughs> yeah. And he, he goes to shoot himself in the head, and it's just like one of those joke uh, guns with a flag. Um, that's really good. Yeah. And. And there's one character who is a nice bit of like continuity with Maniac Mansion. Mm, some of the characters. Where, yeah, there's one character who's like basically been driven insane by the events of that game. And he just keeps like, all he can do is um, keep his stamp book. Mm. And <laughs> he's kind of like, I blotted out that terrible day. <laughs> so yeah, there's some stuff in there that's quite dark and on, on the edge. Um, but all in all, you know, it's just so vibrant and colourful. It's so, so much fun. Mm. So much love and care has gone into thinking about the characters, character design. You know, the three main um, protagonists are really well-defined. They're yeah. really good fun. It's just brilliant. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I guess, like, the one thing that makes it slightly different from um, the usual point-and-click stuff is that time travel is, like, a key element here. So... 
you've got them, um, and we'll kind of go into this a bit more a bit later, but each one of them are in a different time period. So Hoagie's stuck in the past. Um, uh, Laverne is stuck in the future and Bernard is in the present. And they're able to like interact with their environment and um, use time to kind of help them do stuff in all kinds of different ways. Like for instance, at one point they put like wine into a time capsule in the past and then in the future it, they open it and it's vinegar and then you can send that back to the past again to use it to make a battery and all this stuff. Um, and so, so good. yeah, so it's interesting, like, so that's why it's got that kind of added layer. Like normally most of the time, like you're like, okay, yeah, try this, pick this up, use this with that or whatever. But with this, you've kind of got to think about how time might have an effect on these yeah. objects and what they can do. Um, <clears throat> and how satisfying is it when you have that eureka moment? I still remember that. Especially when you've been searching, you know, I watched this playthrough and some guy's done it in three hours because he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and he's doing stuff that you wouldn't naturally do. I mean, you spend a lot of time just exploring, mm. trying to do things and looking for things. And, tr- and then you find, oh, now I need another thing to do that. And so it kind of like flows more organically. And you can spend a long time getting to know these, like the rooms and environments and people and funny things and their foibles. Mm. And that moment when you put two and two together and you think, that's how I get that. Yeah. Now, I, and that thing that I saw along, you know, way back then, I've just contextualized it. I understand what it's for. And it's so satisfying. You know, if, if you, if you have access to the, you know, the internet, <laughs> <laughs> then you, you won't understand, like, if, if you've spent like so much time, like going round and around trying to figure something out, some of the more trickier things. Yeah. Um, like how big that payoff is. Yeah. It's addictive as well. Um, that's part of the enjoyment of the game. It's it making you making you feel clever that you're able to work it out or just through sheer fucking luck. Um, so yeah, talking about that intro, that four minute long animated opening credit sequence. Um, it, was the, it was basically the first LucasArts game to have that, especially such a long one. Um, and that's quite a big deal. Um, it was also the first LucasArts game to feature um, voice work on release. Okay. Uh, I didn't have it before. Um, uh, yeah, it wasn't planned to, but um, because of uh, the CD-ROM um, audience basically wasn't there yet. Uh, and they were just going to release it on floppy disks. Um, but yeah, basically as it was coming um, through development, uh, CD-ROM sales started growing. And so they were like, mm, okay. Well, uh, let's include some voice work for this um, for this game because CD-ROMs are doing well, and yeah, it would just kind of give it a bit of added oomph, I believe. Um, so that voice works brilliant. Yeah, as it well. is really it's good because it's done well. A real touch of class. Yeah, like a lot of these games beforehand, um, especially like the Sierra games, I believe uh, a lot of the voice work was um, just done by people in the office <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't done by actual voice actors, but this was done like professionally and it really does like, yeah, it does add something to it, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, it was released on floppy disk as well. I think it was like six discs, maybe more. Um, but that was without the voice work. So the CD-ROM, okay. CD-ROM had the dialogue, the floppy disk did not. Um, yeah. So, uh, which is, which is quite interesting. Um, and- Crying shame. 
crying shame. You're missing out on half the fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, uh, so Ron Gilbert, um, who's involved with all these kind of LucasArts things and, you know, he's kind of like the godfather of point and click adventure stuff. Um, it's quite funny because he had a uh, rules of game design. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw this and I was thinking, oh, I'll um, see what Dan thinks about these. So, okay. um, yeah, he, he basically wrote an article which is called Why Adventure Games Suck. And uh, he did it apparently um, whilst designing Monkey Island. Um, he came, right. he came up he with these that. rules. Yeah, Monkey Island's him as well. That's LucasArts and Tim Schafer and all this. Um, so, yeah. So these are the affirmative rules that he wrote. There are six affirmative and six negative. Um, okay. The affirmative rules, one, end objective needs to be clear. So in this instance, it's defeat the tentacle, I guess. Well, it's not that clear in this game. What I like about the game, actually, is that it starts with find the tentacles. That's all you've got to do, isn't it? Find the tentacles, because the green one has written a letter to Bernard just saying, help, we've been tied up by Dr. Dr. Edison. So you're like, oh, I've done it. Takes you about two minutes, right? And then that kicks off the actual storyline. Yeah, you've realised you've just um, fucked everything, everything up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, from that point on then, yeah, it's pretty clear you've got to stop the stop the evil tentacle. But quite, you don't know what he's actually, what his plan is or how to go about it, do you? No. You're actually just set lots of little, um, little goals throughout. Yeah. Um, uh, number two of his rules, sub-goals need to be obvious. And I think this is somewhere where a lot of adventure games fucking fall down. Um, puzzles should advance the story. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, incremental reward, whether that could be, could, could put that with anything. Um, reward intent. What does that mean? I guess it's trying Reward intent. Yeah. What, you have to go in a tent and get a hand job from him. No, I guess reward in a tent. <laughs> I'm guessing it's like, oh, I'm trying to use this like skull on this um, guy's head and they're like, yeah, maybe this isn't the best thing to do with this. And they give you like some quippy line or something. And it's like, okay, well they've, you know, they've rewarded the intent to do something. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, reward intent and see. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, give the player okay. options and, you know, yes. you do that. negative rules, live and learn slash, or in brackets, it says here, no dying. So you can't die in these games. It's not really a game fail state. Um, you just mm. kind of keep trying. No backwards puzzles, which I guess uh, is saying like, don't just retread old stuff. Don't make it boring. I'm guessing he's kind of saying. Um, I forgot to pick it up. And then in, backward, back, in brackets, backward puzzle type. So I think that's trying to, again, say... You've got to go all the way back to a previous screen or a whole thing to pick something up to come all the way yeah. through again. Um, no fun. Real time is bad drama. Uh, I'm guessing it's saying like just cut things that don't you don't need to actually see happen. <laughs> yeah, that's actually there's a really uh, good example of that I think in Day of the Tentacle because um, you can use the Chronojohn, which is the the time travel toilet device. To um, you can you can flush things down it, mm. can't you? And it goes to different uh, People, time yeah. zones. 
and the first time you do go all the way back to where the chronogon is like in the basement mm-hmm. and hoagie has to go all the way back out to the yeah to get it field or whatever um but then yeah after that every single time when you flush it they just get it in their inventory yeah, it's just immediate yeah it's yeah. a good point the chronogon by the way is a time travel um machine uh in case you didn't know. Um, no arbitrary puzzles, fair enough. And no unconnected events, which I guess is just kind of storytelling. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was quite interesting because I was like, yeah, okay. Kind of like most of these apply um, to Day of the Tentacle and it's quite, a, yeah, quite a good basis for adventure games generally. Um, so, Sounds good. Yeah, kind of go through, I guess we'll go through the plot a little bit. Should we take a bit of a break? Yeah, that's just it. <laughs> Dan, the plot. The plot. The plot thickens. So, do you, shall I go over it? Do you want to tell me what you remember? Let me go, yeah. Like, well, all I remember, I didn't remember anything. I really don't remember a lot of it. All I could remember when I sat down, before I watched the trailer thing, mm. the intro, was um, spending ages trying to get bloody George Washington to chop a tree down. <laughs> yeah. It's quite that is the on. thing I remember most. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it's. Um, um, I can't even remember if I completed this game. To be honest, yeah, you would have. I might have given up at some point. No, nah, you would have done it. There's some tricky puzzles which I'll come on to, but um, yeah, why don't you uh, fill us in on what you what you remember? Do you want to give it a go? I will try. I will try. So I believe. The, you see the tentacles, they're at the mansion, which is the home of uh, Dr. Edison, yeah, Fred Edison. Fred Edison, yeah. Who is uh, the mad doctor from uh, Maniac Mansion, mm-hmm. who was the villain of that game, I believe. Um, and you see the green and uh, purple tentacles. And um, basically this mansion is spilling out toxic waste into a stream. Mm-hmm. And um, purple, purple Tentacle drinks some of it and he becomes like super intelligent, but a mad genius. Yeah. And it's a great moment. He's like spasming, has these fantastic like uh, seizures. And then he kind of like goes, I feel, I feel, I feel like I could take on the world. <laughs> well, he's also got <laughs> these little arms, which kind of grow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's quite key. Um, yeah, it's quite funny. Um, and then, yeah, he, what happens? Oh yeah. And then we cut to, uh, Laverne and Hoagie, Mm. um, in their home and a little hamster comes along to deliver a a message and you get some really good little character insights here because she's like, oh great, a hamster. I can use that for my, um, biology final tomorrow or something. I chop him up. And uh, Hoagie's like, no, we can use him in my in my band and like bite his head off or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this poor little uh, hamster. And then Bernard's like, no, no, no. Um, and so anyway, he, he delivers a, a letter from Green Tentacles, says, help, we've been tied up by uh, Dr. Edison. So they pile in their car, off they go to the mansion, back to the mansion. <laughs> and... Um, they untie the tentacles. And just before Bernard unties them, I think the other two meet uh, Dr. Edison. He's like, 
if anyone were to be so stupid as to untie those tentacles, <laughs> it could be like the end of the world or something. Um, so yeah, at that point, purple one's like, great, now I'm going to go and take over the world. Um, Edison's like, you fool, you fool. Um, and then he says, the only way around this would be to stop this from ever happening um, by doing it yesterday. Mm. So at that point, he puts them all in the, uh, the Chronojons, the time travel toilet booths. Um, and that's all very funny, I thought. Mm. There's this whole thing of like, oh, why, why all three of us? Well, then it stands a better chance of one of you getting there. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> they're like, this is safe for people, isn't it? And he's like, he's like, it's never been, <laughs> it's never been tried on people. And then you see them traveling through kind of like a swirl. Right, yeah. And they're like, is this what mum and dad said Woodstock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what happens? Yeah. And then, yeah, it goes wrong. There's a diamond that breaks. Mm. And uh, Hoagie ends up 200 years in the past and Laverne ends up 200 years in the future. Yeah. And that's where the kind of action begins. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's quite funny. It's I think it's supposed to be that it's an imitation diamond and that's why it didn't work. But they're like, they're like surfing on the Chrono Jones. I can't remember if it's that bit or whatever. Oh, it's Hoagie. Hoagie, that's right. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Um, and yeah, so basically in in the past, um, Hoagie is basically mucking around with George Washington and like our founding fathers, well not ours, obviously I'm not American, but the founding fathers. Um, and yeah, and all this. Meanwhile, uh, Laverne is in the future where Purple Tentacle now rules the world and like humans are basically kept as like, pets and all this stuff um like wild <laughs> creatures uh which is pretty cool it's quite funny um as well and yeah basically they've all kind of got separate missions so they've they've all got to kind of get go get back um hoagie is trying to um get a battery basically for his chronogon to work that's kind of what he's trying to do um same as laverne i believe and uh and yeah so um God, what's his name? Bernard is trying to um, get a real diamond uh, so that, you know, the kind of John will work. Um, and yeah, so in the past, uh, Hoagie is like um, trying to build this battery, get the different ingredients, um, find Benjamin Franklin to fly a kite <laughs> that will um, run power, electricity through, you know, through thunder. Um, to charge his battery that he's made and that's how that works um and then Laverne has to like she has to I can't remember she has to like find it and then run an extension cord or something she, I can't remember she I can't remember that at all yeah but she's like getting hunted by the hers is less like I've got to find power I believe and more just like I've got to keep away from the the tentacles um and at the same time she gets like there's one point where she gets captured um, she has, uh, there's a cool bit which always sticks out in my head about the like human beauty contest or whatever. And, oh, um, yeah. so she kind of gets dressed. Oh my God. So one of the puzzles is that you have to give the plans of a tentacle outfit or something to the past so that Hoagie gives it to this woman who's doing the American flag so that the American flags in the future are all tentacle shaped, like cone shaped. 
so that Laverne can bring down the flag and use it as a, as a disguise. Such a ridiculous Amazing. way around it. Um, so she can pretend to be a um, tentacle. And then they use a uh, basically a mummy and they dole it up. And this is one of the things that um, I always got stuck on was like getting like the teeth and doing the hair with the, uh, doing the spaghetti with the fork. So it neatens it up. Um, I remember that. Yeah. The teeth thing was difficult because the teeth you were trying to get from a horse, but to get the horse to give you your teeth, you had to read it a book so that it would fall to sleep and then put his teeth in the glass and get the teeth and then send it through so that she uses it. Um, That was a tough one. Um, I think another tough one as well was um, uh, you had to get, God, this is so long-winded, you had to get the gun that goes bang and swap it with this um, guy who was sending these joke toys and he would give you a cigar and normally if he gave you a cigar, he'd light it with his gun lighter and the cigar would blow up in your face. But if you swap it with the gun that goes bang, which the guy tried to get himself with, then um, it will. Uh, he will just kind of give you the cigar. Then you give the cigar to Hoagie, who gives it to George Washington, and then you light it and his teeth blow out and you give him the chattering teeth that you found and had to get into a vent. And then he puts the chattering teeth in and everyone thinks he's cold, so they light a fire and then you have to get this, like, <laughs> what is it, like a, a fucking, I don't know, like a jacket or whatever, I don't know, I can't remember carpet or something to put on top of the chimney so that the smoke would come in and they would all run outside and then you can get like a gold pen to help with your battery it's just like all these long-winded little bits to kind of get what you need so there's a lot of places you can get stuck but anyway that's what um that's what they're each uh each trying to do but yeah um laverne's one laverne is based on um grossman's uh ex-girlfriend apparently (laughs) Was, um, uh, yeah, that's and uh, apparently Hoagie was. Um, I want to say he was a, based on an Iron Maiden roadie that Tim Schafer knew, um, which I thought was quite funny. Uh, I like Hoagie. Yeah, he's cool. Who's your favourite of the characters? Oh, Hoagie. Actually, to be honest, I think it was Hoagie. But um, the last time I played it, I really liked Laverne just because she's fucking insane. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and um, like to the point where it's actually a bit scary. Like she's just on the like precipice of actually going full blown nuts. Yeah. Um, she's got that squinty eye. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, apparently there was going to be like a character selection. I think they had it in Maniac Mansion. Um, but they were like, uh, it's, it's just too complicated. Let's just keep it how it is. Um, character selection. As in like, what, you so choose you, your character you, and then you play the game as uh, whoever, someone different. Just one character. Yeah, that was the original plan, but they dumped that. No, this is so much better. Yeah. You just jump between them as you need. Ah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Yeah, it's good. Um, so Bernard, basically, you send in something like you send in the royalties from Maniac Mansion. You send off the contract. You have to find the contract, and then you send it to the past, and then it gets sent off, and then suddenly Doctor Fred has loads of money, which means you can buy a real diamond. To use the power. I can't franchise. remember any of that. Yeah, and that's and there's a really it's even more long winded than that because you have to like get him sleepwalking to find out the code to the safe and blah blah blah. It's a it's a whole thing. Um, so anyway, basically, finally they all get reunited in the present, and then uh, Purple Tentacle arrives. Um, 
he, he takes it to the previous day to prevent them from turning off the sludge machine. And then yeah. he's pursued by Green Tentacle. Um, so there's only one Chronodon left. So Bernard, Hoagie and Laverne get into it together to go back to the previous day. Um, and then uh, they come out and they're all like one person, which later on you find out they're all just stuck in Hoagie's shirt. They're not actually like a <laughs> physical, <laughs> they're actually physically stuck together um, like the idiots. Um and yeah, so basically they, uh, then you kind of got to get them going around the house and this, this, this weird like creature doing um, bits and pieces and trying to stop the sludgematic from being um, activated. And you see there's a whole bunch of purple tentacles guarding it. Um, and you finally get to turn off the machine. You play a trick. Dr. Fred is like hanging on off the thing or whatever. You get the purple tentacle to use his shrinking ray, which he's just used on you. Um, which I remember as well now I think about to it. And uh, then, yeah, he makes himself small and then I believe you just step on him and um, and that's it. <laughs> and you've won. And that's yeah, the end of the game. Yeah. Um, so I guess like the first time I played this, I remember it felt like it took me ages. But then when I did it um, last year, I want to say it took me about five and a half hours. Um, and that's not me rushing it. That's just a general play. But I've seen people do it in like two, two and a half Um but they're not playing it properly. Yeah, well, that's just, they're just doing it. They're just going, they're just doing it like in a mechanical way, just like going and getting, you need to, yeah, explore and and, and, and kind of like be a bit puzzled. Yeah, and I, I don't think, I don't think I Googled any um, tips. Uh, I do remember being stuck a couple of times, but I don't remember actually being stuck enough to do whatever. Um and uh yeah it's it's generally speaking it's a it's a fantastic game it's really smart funny it's very tight as well and that's the thing these days especially with games is that i feel like all the games i play are like 50 hours long or something but having a nice like tight like six hour whatever um experience with the game you're in and you're out it's really good well crafted well put together um yeah i still really 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 enjoy that um as you said it looks vibrant it's great. Um, and yeah, it's just, generally speaking, it's one of the best LucasArts games. Um, it's one of the best games on any list usually for a lot of people. But um, like, I love LucasArts games and I, this might be my favourite one. Um, it's, if not, it's definitely up there. Do you know which one I like? Um, Full Throw? Uh, I don't know that one. No, I, I like <clears throat> Indie. Indiana Fate of Jones Atlantis. and the Last Crusade. Fate of Atlantis. No, no, no. This is this is old, old, old PC game. Yeah, that's the old LucasArts one. It's called Fate of Atlantis. No, let me look it up. They did do, that's the LucasArts one, if you're thinking of it. There is an Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade game. Yeah. But it, I don't think it was LucasArts point-and-click adventure. Who made it? Yeah, it's called Indy, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the graphic adventure. No. <laughs> it says Lu- Lucasfilm on the front. No, surely not. Fate of Atlantis is the big one. Oh, maybe they did then. Oh, fuck, I had this. No. You've got this. You've got this from a fucking charity shop. <laughs> That's why it's my favourite game. No, I didn't even get it from a charity shop. I found oh, it you in found an it. That's right. And it had all the stuff I in. I found it. It's got like all the floppy disks and it had 
some like greedy glasses that you use to read this secret book where some of it's printed in like red ink. And there's like another manual and like Indiana Jones field journal and all this stuff that is involved in playing the game. Mm. I put it on eBay and someone bought it for like 95 quid. Oh yeah, fuck, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Fate of Atlantis is, yeah, I'm looking at that. Fate of Atlantis is the one that was um, like its own original thing and I remember it was really fucking good. It was great. Fuck, I don't want to do this. Is that from the mid-90s as well? Yeah, yeah, that's an early one. It's, um, let's have a look. What year is it released? Uh, 92. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. How come their games are so good? Is it is that like another kind of like action adventure yeah. puzzle yeah. sort of thing? And it's, and it's honestly, it's like a, it's great. Um, it's honestly a really, really, really good, um, good game. And yeah, it says here that it was reissued uh, on CD-ROM, probably after um, Fate of uh, Day of the Tentacle, um, which had voice acting and sound effects and stuff. Uh, but I remember, yeah, I, I had all these, loved them, really, really good. Um, have you ever played Maniac Mansion? Only on Day of the Tentacle, and I don't think I want to. Like, I look back at it, it's like I can't be dealing with a game like that these days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's too too much hard work. Um, so, Dan, I think uh, we can give our final final impressions. I think we can. Who's who's um, whose turn is it? It's your turn, uh, and I'm going to give you an easy one. I just want to hear your hoagie. Day Day of the Tentacle is one of the finest point-and-click adventure games of all time. And I think it still stands out as one of the top games of all time, full stop. I really like it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can do with that. I've got to write down, the thing is, whenever I do these final impressions... I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't have like a par. I'm just kind of I have a paragraph to read off. 
So I'm trying to think of one, what to say and two, how to say it. And I don't think I could do both at once. I need to like write a script out. <laughs> yeah. I, I know people listening don't realise how very difficult it can be. Because <laughs> we don't prepare these, do we? We, we don't give each other uh, any, any inclination. Not that professional. No. What, what that impression's going to be. Exactly. And we're not, we're not professionals. No, professional idiots. Um, what's, your, what's your final impression? Um, I think it's a great game. And I'm looking forward to actually, I'm definitely going to try and play this again. Like I said, I've got the CD-ROM, but it doesn't work on my computer. Mm. Because Bill Gates doesn't want it to be that way. He's a bastard. Fucking bastard. Um, I think, sadly, I think the impact of this game has been uh, negative, been detrimental on uh, Western civilization. Because obviously it kick-started the whole hentai trade uh, in in disgusting tentacle porn. No, right, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's all very well and good. I, you know, I'm not a prude. I don't mind if a woman wants to put a finger or a vegetable up there. But to take a, a, a tentacle from an innocent octopus or squid and ram it up their, uh, their fluff bucket, it's just fluff not on. Bucket. Aren't they usually like... <laughs> Attached to like demons rather than octopuses. I don't think it's just octopus tentacles. The idea is that they're uh, like now it all comes out. Hell creatures. The expert here. <laughs> the professional. Hentai yeah, expert. Yeah. I think you'll find it's a demon, actually. <laughs> yeah. The more demonic, the the better. Oh, I enjoy it. It's just like the idea that you think like hentai, this kind of like manga porn, if people know what it is. Octopuses <laughs> with women. Just women. Just women shoving, shoving. Uh, what are they called? Um, crust, crust a pod. <laughs> God, yeah, crustacean. Crust. Let me look. Is it a decapod? Decapod. Decapod is decapods. That's it. Just women. They take a decapod right up their fanny. God, get it up there. They're not. And, uh, and then people look at that and they enjoy it. And there was none of that before Day of the Tentacle. Well, I don't remember ever seeing any. Um, so I can only think that's that's what kickstarted right. all. Yeah, Tim Schafer is the Hugh Hefner of the hentai. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's good though. But yeah, just looking back at the um, some of the graphics here as I'm like looking at it again, um, I love the fact that all that it's all like all the shapes are like it's like surrealist, almost like German expressionism or something like that. Um, all wonky yeah. angles, wonky, everything's like slanted and dimensions are out of whack and all this. Um, That's a good call, actually. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it's... Re- oh, don't play something else. It's um, great. Yeah, it just looks good. It's good style. And it's like, yeah, as you said, there's a lot of love and care that's taken into it. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, so, yeah, what about... Um, let's have a visit, I suppose, to... Nerd's Corner, which you probably should have done first, actually. Um, but let's go there now. Here we are. Let's have a look at some nerdy stuff about Day of the Tentacle. That's <laughs> good, yeah. Um, it's a shame, yeah, because the soundtracks list is really good and a lot of people seem to love it. Um, you can go on YouTube and it's on there. But apparently... Whoever owns the rights to this, I don't know if it's like LucasArts or Disney or whatever, uh, seems to have no interest 
in issuing this. Mm. Um, I think this would be, can you imagine, Sam, again, one for our burgeoning, fledgling record label. <laughs> Day of the Tentacle on uh, one disc green and one disc purple. That'd be good. That soundtrack. You, sh- you should, um, honestly, write these down and we'll, we'll figure something out. All right. Um, so, yeah, there's no soundtrack. So I dug around and I found uh, an interesting um, release of the game itself. Um, so the CD-ROM version, you know, you got a, a normal dual case sort of CD in a cardboard box. Mm. Um, but there's a rare triangular big box package. Um, I suppose it's the shape of a tentacle, kind of. It's like a giant Toblerone box. Jesus. Um, And essentially, yeah, you get in there, you get the disc and all the normal stuff. I noticed you also get a uh, hint book, which I'm Mm. pretty sure I never had. No, didn't know one existed. Unless you got it on the front of a gaming magazine. That was it. So this has got, yeah, the official hint book, which is probably really helpful. Um, and do you know how much that sells for Ish. game in this box? I'll tell you, mint. so one sold on eBay, not mint, conditioned good. Right. Am I taking a guess or are you telling me? No, you're, you're going to guess. So conditioned good, which it looks good. It's got some obvious wear. Um, I'm going to say £75. And that was it. That was on the 29th of October, 2020. Right. Recent. Uh, more. Hmm. £125. More. Oish. £350. Less. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. £300. £300. Okay. Do you ever remember on um, Capital when it was the ticking clock thing? Do you remember that? Yeah. That was a crap game. Actually, crap. Basically, the idea, I don't know if they did it anywhere else, but it was always on like the morning run to school, whatever. Yeah. And people would dial into this radio show on Capital. I'd forgotten about it. 95.8 Capital FM. And um, 95.8 Capital FM. And um, Chris Tarrant was doing it in those days, I believe. And uh, what it was, was you'd ring in. And they would set the clock and it would just be a voice going like two pounds, five pounds, 125 pounds. And basically it was how far could you get without it blowing up? Like how much did you want to risk it? And I always thought it was weird because it's like, well, it, they say it's random, but it's not really random. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's going to stop at some point. Like how much are they thinking they're going to they're going to get. So, yeah. yeah. So sometimes you'd be like, it'll be like 575 pounds, 3,624 pounds. Oh. <laughs> oh no, I should have said stop. Oh no, oh, no. But the thing is they'd let you listen on afterwards. So like, well, let's see how much you could have won. And then you're just listening to this guy drone on as it's going higher. Um, I think it kind of added some tension actually when I think about it. Like, it was a bit, it was quite tense at points, but um, yeah, what a weird I game. I've completely forgotten about that. Ah, uh, um, I think it was literally oh, called maybe the we should game. Have, we should have, yeah, maybe, maybe we should have done that for this uh, segment. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> um, no, that's a cool um, um, little bit. 300 quid, it feels like a lot. Um, 
but uh, yeah, nice bit of gaming history, I guess, there. Apparently, it's widely accepted that the box was part of a very small initial print run of special boxes to promote the game. Mm. Essentially, the very first copies of the game ever made. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, and apparently, yeah, that was a special hint book just for this one. Bastards. So, um, I suppose, I mean, who would pay £300 for that? Okay. Would you have to be specifically into this game or do people collect kind of like Lucas Arts type stuff? Well, I imagine they're I like, they yeah, super popular back then, still is now. Mm. So, yeah, definitely a market for it. Um, cool. That's reviews. Go on to reviews. I hate it. Dan, hit me with some reviews. I can't find any bad reviews. <laughs> People love this game. Um, any, although I've only looked at the original game. Maybe if I went and looked at the remastered one, we could find some more. I don't think... Well, um, maybe. Um, are there any funny ones? Um, hmm. i kick off with one. I thought this was quite an astute observation. Like playing a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's well animated, hilarious and a blast to play. Um, and that, that that's kind of summing up really that was it does feel like wow this stuff that you're watching on a Saturday morning I'm, I'm actually doing it yeah I'm controlling it yeah especially with the remastered one now yeah well I guess that was Day of the Tentacle that was it I guess, I guess so we've done it um, well go on. well kind of but I feel like there's just something more there's just something more we've missed some some crucial element uh, well, not really. It's a relatively short game. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about it, really. Well, the sequel. Where's the bloody sequel? I think the, uh, I think the budget was six hundred k. Where's the sequel? That's what I want. Uh, yeah, good point. I don't know. How, really how can do, the story end here? Doesn't really do sequels, does he? So, <sighs> chafes. Um, okay. Well, the next. Uh, let's let's choose the next week's one. Um, and it's going to be either way a film. We're now in the movie section. So we've just done gaming. Why do you look confused? Uh, I'm not confused. No, it's fine. That's fine. That's good. I'm, I got confused about uh, thinking about whether I remembered to turn my oven off. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to press the button. Here we go. And it is, oh, it's one of yours, I think. Yeah, it's one of yours. It is Prince of Darkness. Hmm. John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Hmm. So I watched this fairly recently for the first time, like within the last uh, two years. Okay. And I think we were having a chat about John Carpenter and I mentioned it and you hadn't seen That's it. Right, so yeah. I thought, That's right. this is my gift to you. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this, actually. Let's do it. So next week, we'll be back with John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Um, again, guys, you can, if you wrote in and gave any suggestion, we'd probably do it. If you've made it this far into the podcast episode, <laughs> just the first first person who wants to like <laughs> send something in, <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. re- we'll review it. Um, and we'll Even something it. of your own D- yeah, creation. Yeah, your own thing, your own album, um, whatever. Uh, we'll we'll or- listen. Yeah, or a woman. What do you mean? That you particularly like. What, review a woman? 
Yeah, or a man. How do you review a man? How would you re- review yourself as a man? Well, well, I wouldn't review myself. You'd have to review me. Why? Why? Well, I'm, well right, review, like, review me then. All right, well, no one wants to know. <laughs> no one wants to know that. No, I mean, but I mean like, you know, intimately. What? <laughs> Someone might be like, oh, you know, so-and-so. Can you can you like sample them for me and give me a review? What sample someone? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they might be like, I've got my eye on so and so, Steve, Steve. Okay. But I don't know if I really want to go there. Right, okay, can you guys, you know, give him the once over and let me know what it's all about? Yeah, then, then what happens? And then we'll review him. What, what do we do? Well, you know, we'll go there. We'll go there, even though that's not our thing. Just because, you know, do it for the show, for the love of the fans. (laughs) Odd quest. (laughs) Odd quest. Yeah. Like the offshoot of the odd cast. (laughs) Odd quests that we find ourselves in. (laughs) Uh, Let's get that. Let's put a copyright on that. Um, Okay, next week, Prince of Darkness. Um, and here comes our ending segment, which will have up details of stuff. But I've got to put your um, uh, your thing on, Dan. It's in the description as well. You can click on links that will lead to all our different channels and stuff. Um, I mean, we could just say it now. Yeah, but that's too much effort. Yeah, true. With dread- <laughs> Dreadful Dan's discs. Um, Thanks. It's on YouTube. There's a link in the description. Just scroll, scroll through the description. There'll be loads of stuff there. Check it out. Um, and you can email us and the email address is on there as well. So enjoy that. Um, thanks, everyone. And see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a New Winter Podcast Network, so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at anewwinter, Twitter at anewwinter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash anewwinter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. 
yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.